Greetings, friends. Welcome back to the broadcast. I'm Sean. Website can be found at scriptureandprophecy.com. That's where you go to find the archives. That's where you go to support this mission of truth. Well, we are looking to start our week with some wisdom, some encouragement from the Psalms and from the Proverbs. We're looking at Psalm 144 today, uh, which is only about 15 verses. Uh, And then we're going to be looking at Proverbs chapter 3. Now, something interesting to think about that I'm thinking about this morning that we're going to see as we read through Psalm 144. Let me just give you the verses, uh, verses 3 and 4, real quick. Here's what David says. Lord, what is man that thou takest knowledge of him? Or the son of man, that thou makest account of him. Man is like to vanity. His days are a shadow that passes away. And I'm looking at that and I'm thinking about it. Let me give you uh, two little uh, thoughts from Charles Spurgeon. So the part, verse 3, Lord, what is man that thou takest knowledge of him, or the son of man that thou makest account of him? Spurgeon says, Have ye not often felt like this? You have said, Lord, how could thou have bestowed such favors upon me, so utterly unworthy, so insignificant, so unknown, so worthless? What is a man that thou takest knowledge of him? Then referring to verse 4, man is like to vanity, his days are as a shadow that passes away. Spurgeon says this, you know that a shadow is nothing. It is rather the absence of something than anything in itself. Shadow is the absence of life, and what is man but, as it were, the absence of life, the absence of light, the absence of anything that is substantial? He is but a fleeting shadow of some earthly object which soon passes away. Having thus magnified God for the past and marveled at his loving kindness, the psalmist now turns to prayer. So here's kind of the thought that I have. The contrast, really, between the children of God and the world. You see, the people of the world who know not God, they think of themselves as extraordinarily important, right? They think everybody around them should just be falling over them. Um, They think they're better than the people around them. They think they're special. They have a really high value of themselves. Whereas the Christian, the child of God, thinks completely otherwise, right? The child of God marvels that God would even consider them, even think of them for one moment. They understand their depravity, their sinfulness, their need for mercy. They don't think of themselves as high value yet. They are highly valued by the Creator. 
The world lives like it's and acts and behaves as if they're going to live forever. As if they're never going to have to face judgment. Face the God, the creator of all things. The child of God understands that their life is yet is just nothing more than a vapor. Here today, gone tomorrow. And yet, they are the ones that will live forever and inherit the earth. Everything is opposite. There's God's way and then men's way. But God's way is often completely contrary to men's way. I don't know if I made any sense with that thought this morning, but I pray that I did. Let me read to you Psalm 144. Open up your hearts and see what the Word of God might have to say to you this morning. Let's begin. Psalm 144, King James Bible. Blessed be the Lord my strength, which teaches my hands to war and my fingers to fight. My goodness and my fortress, my high tower and my deliverer, my shield and he in whom I trust, who subdueth my people under me. Lord, what is man that thou takest knowledge of him, or the son of man that thou makest account of him? Man is like to vanity. His days are a shadow that passes away. Bow thy heavens, O Lord, and come down, touch the mountains, and they shall smoke. Cast forth lightning and scatter them. Shoot out thy arrows and destroy them. Send thy hand from above. Rid me and deliver me out of great waters from the hand of strange children whose mouth speaketh vanity and their right hand is a right hand of falsehood. I will sing a new song unto thee, O God. Upon a psaltery and an instrument of ten strings will I sing praises unto thee. It is he that giveth salvation unto kings, who delivereth David his servant from the hurtful sword. Rid me and deliver me from the hand of strange children whose mouth speaketh vanity, and their right hand is a right hand of falsehood. That our sons may be as plants grown up in their youth, that our daughters may be as cornerstones polished at the dissimilitude of a palace. That our garners may be full, affording all manner of store. That our sheep may bring forth thousands and ten thousands in our streets. That our oxen may be strong to labor. That there be no breaking in nor going out. That there be no complaining in our streets. Happy is that people. That is in such a case, yea, happy is that people whose God is Jehovah. Please note. One more thing I wanted to point out. There was a verse that's repeated twice. Verse 8. And where's the other one? Well, we read it twice. Let me read to you with the verse that I'm speaking of. Whose mouth speaketh vanity, 
and their right hand is the right hand of falsehood. He's saying, deliver me from the strange children. He says that twice. In verse 11, he says it like this, rid me and deliver me from the hand of the strange children whose mouth speak of vanity and their right hand is the right hand of falsehood. There's nothing new under the sun. The mechanisms and the tools that they use to deliver these things are new. But the game is the same. Just like David was dealing with lies, vain people, spreading falsehood. It's their common tongue. It's the only thing they know how to do. We face that today, right? Right now. Your TVs, if you turn it on any news channel, is throwing you propaganda. Lies and lies and lies, deceit, deceit. A little bit of truth, but mixed in the leaven of lies. It's about deceiving you, distracting you. There's nothing new under the sun. Now... The things that we're facing are all these things on steroids, right? But the game is the same. The purpose is the same. To deceive. David was facing that in his day. He's saying, deliver me from these evil people. Deliver me from them. Rid me of them. Their mouth speaketh vanity. In other words, the things that come out of their mouth is completely useless, profitless, worthless. And their right hand is a right hand of falsehood. May we not fall for the lies and the traps that they're laying before us right now. Believe me, whatever the mainstream media is pushing right now, believe the opposite. Even if what they're pushing seems right to you, it's not. There's something at play. They're never going to be on your side. They're never going to be what's best for the people. They're mouthpieces for corporations and government agencies. So whatever they're saying, and right now the things they're saying are pretty much in unison. That's when you know you're really under a propaganda program when all the news stations whether they pretend to be one side or the other when they're all coming in unison preaching the same thing to you look to the side to see what's really going on you're being distracted you're being lied to there's something bigger at play and that's all I'll say let's move on to the Proverbs Proverbs chapter 3, to the sons continued, it says. Verse 1. My son, forget not my law, but let thy heart keep my commandments. For the length of days and long life and peace shall they add to thee. Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them about thy neck. Write them upon thee the table of thine heart. So shall thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. 
Trust in the Lord with all thy heart, and lean not on thy own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Please note, famous verse, right? First off, he says, You want to have favor in the sight of God? Do this thing here, which is, Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them about thy neck. Write them on your heart. And then it's trust the Lord and lean not on your own understanding. So what makes sense, forsake that, lean on God. And if you do that, the result is he will guide and lead your path. And you can trust that whatever he, wherever he's leading you, that's the way. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Be not wise in thy own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. This is extremely important. And because of pride and arrogance, we, we mess this up all the time. Stop thinking you're so brilliant. Stop thinking you've got it all figured out. I'm talking about when we're dealing with the subject of God. And doctrine. And all of these things. When you're wise in your own eyes, you become a fool. You become arrogant. You come, become unable to be taught. This is why I refuse to cling to pet doctrines. Because what I see in the world, and what I've observed over the many years that I've been doing this, is that people that cling to pet doctrines are unable to see anything but the pet doctrine. Can no long, they're no longer malleable, no longer teachable. The Proverbs here say, don't be wise in your own eyes. That's a mistake. Don't do it. Rather, depart from evil and fear God. Verse 8. It shall be health to thy navel and morrow to thy bones. <laughs> if you can live in a position where you take the position of humility, I fear God, I'm open to the possibility that I don't have it all figured out, the position of humility leads to health and morrow. Verse 9, Honor the Lord with thy substance and with thy firstfruits of all thy increase. So shall thy barns be filled with plenty, and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. My son, despise not the chastising of the Lord, neither be weary of his correction. For whom the Lord loveth, he correcteth, even as a father, the son in whom he delighteth. Happy is the man that findeth wisdom, and the man that getteth understanding. For the merchandise of it is better than the merchandise of silver, and gain thereof than fine gold. She is more precious than rubies, and all the things that canest desire are not to be compared unto her. Length of days is in her right hand, and in her left hand riches and honor. He's talking about wisdom, how important it is, how it's more valuable than riches. And what does he say wisdom is, first and foremost? The fear 
of God. Verse 17, still talking about wisdom. Her ways are ways of plentiness, and all her paths are peace. She is a tree of life, them that lay hold upon her, and happy is everyone that retaineth her. The Lord by wisdom hath founded the earth, by understanding hath established the heavens. By his knowledge the depths are broken up, and the clouds drop down the dew. My son, let not them depart from thy eyes, keep sound wisdom and discretion. So shall they be life unto thy soul, and grace to thy neck. Then shall thou walk in the way of safety, and thy foot shall not stumble. When thou liest down, thou shalt not be afraid, yea, thou shalt lie down, and thy sleep shall be sweet. Be not afraid of sudden fear, neither of the desolation of the wicked when it cometh. For the Lord shall be thy confidence, and shall keep thy foot from being taken. Please note, those two verses are important for you to get into your soul right now. We may be on the verge of seeing severe judgment worldwide. What does the writer of the Proverbs here say? Be not afraid of sudden fear, neither of the desolation of the wicked when it cometh. For the Lord shall be thy confidence, and shall keep thy foot from being taken. Verse 17, Withhold not good from them to whom it is due, when it is in the power of thy hand to do it. Say not to thy neighbor, Go and come again, and tomorrow I will give thee, when thou hast it by thee. Devise not evil against thy neighbor, seeing he dwelleth securely by thee. Strive not with a man without cause, if he have done thee no harm. Envy thou not the oppressor, and choose none of his ways. For the froward, in other words, the perverse, for the froward is an abomination to the Lord, but his secret is with the righteous. The curse of the Lord is in the house of the wicked, but he blesses the habitation of the just. Surely he scorneth scorners, but he giveth grace unto the lowly. The wise shall inherit glory, but shame shall be the promotion of fools. And that, my friends, is the end of our study for this morning. I pray in the powerful name of Jesus that you've been blessed, strengthened, your hearts have been pierced. Get to a place in your relationship with God where you have become completely and solely dependent on Him. Thanks for listening. Peace and grace be with all of you. And until next time, God bless.